Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. This is Austin Linney here, and I have the cool... I mean, so Dennis is not in the game anymore, so the coolest teacher that exists on the planet. We got Jim in the house. How's it going, man? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. good. You you know, I, I got to tell you something before we get started. Right. So I had a client. Uh, they're not a client anymore. We, we work together and we're done. I've uh, been in New York only twice, Okay. And they just so happened to work in uh, uh, Staten Island. And everybody that I know, uh, my buddy Ryan, who lives in Jersey and everything's like, what the fuck are you doing out in Staten Island? Right. And like, it's like one of those places where like, he's like, all he said was, you'll see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. You'll yeah, see it's not, it's not there. New York city. <laughs> it's not Manhattan. It's, it's not even Jersey. No. See, here's the thing. I don't know why Jersey gets such a bad rap. I actually like Jersey. It's very beautiful. There's so many different parts of Jersey. It's like, I'm sure most states are like that, but it's, I mean, there's South Jersey, there's North Jersey. I mean, there's the Dude, farm. The, the, there's the everything. The greatest meme I've ever seen, I always send it to my one of my best friends who lives in Jersey, is he says, you can't be mad at your life right now because remember, there's people living in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, the armpit of America. No, it's not that. It's well, that it's, I think it, they call it that because of where it is. Yeah, but it's also the politicians <laughs> just can't keep their hands out of the money. Oh, That's the bigger God. Issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Though. It's okay. Yeah, we're living there. So I digress. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, I like to let my guests tell their story and kind of go from there. So why don't you go ahead? That sounds good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I'm a uh, full time. My main job, I'm a high school teacher. I've been a teacher for 21 years. And I also own a driving school, which I've owned for 13 years. We teach people how to drive and I'm a nutrition coach. Um, and we were talking before the show, I have an investment property, an Airbnb property down at the shore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, it's, it's kind of, I got my hands a little bit of everything. At least I'm hands off with the driving school. My wife kind of runs the Airbnb thing and, but I'm a full-time teacher and nutrition coach. Those are the two main things that I do. And that's kind of like the really quick short end of the story. I got a son named Hendrix. I'm Jim. He's Hendrix, Jimmy Hendrix together. Um, and uh, yeah, that's a, that's a short version. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go deep on a topic right here. Okay. Um, because, you know, one of the things that I am very passionate about that I will do, I promise, and I swear to God, I will do is my goal is to at 50 years old, which is 11 years from now is to flip my most 90% of my businesses around and just give away my time and my resources to uh, middle school and high school kids. And I want to teach them financial literacy and investing. And I want to invest in their businesses that they create. I like that. Now I say that to say this, you have to, as a fitness coach and health coach, have to be mortified with the nutrition ideology slash, like it just blows me away how much people have no idea about just eating right and health. I mean, because there's 90 different things where this diet, this fad, like when it's really not that complicated. Yeah. And it's tough. I mean, like, and you said it, I mean, it, it can, 
blow your mind. But at the same time, you just said why people don't know, because there's a thousand different things. Everybody has something. And at the end of the day, people are chasing quick, quick fixes. Um, I don't know if it was today's post or if it was a post that I have planned, but we're all everybody's chasing a quick fix with things they don't they can't I think they can't picture themselves putting the work in and I don't think that they can picture themselves actually getting there so that's the thing that then distances them from actually doing the work and putting the work in but they can maybe run run, wrap their head around like okay I only have to do this for 30 days I only have to do this for 60 days but there is so much misinformation the way that things are marketed to look healthy pure leaf tea and it you know, it's a 200 calories. It's basically a Gatorade, but it's got, it's green. It says pure, there's a leaf on it, you know, so everything is very uh, misleading. Yeah. And I think, I think ultimately, and this is my joke is like, you know, you're keeping your tennis shoes, you're keeping your, uh, your things behind three pieces of uh, furniture. You know, you're, you're giving yourself every out to do something that cost zero dollars, which is put on your motherfucking shoes and take two steps. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, true story. This is, and somehow I become this health coach too. And I don't understand how my clients are having me health. Their, but long story short, I, this guy's really struggling with his health. And I said, Hey, you know, go out and, and do a 10 minute walk, you know, seven days in a row. And he goes, what is 10 minutes going to do for me? Exactly. Yep. I, and I posted about that. I think New Year's a couple of years ago, I referenced it again. If you're not already doing it, it's not too little. And I think that's something too. People don't, they don't think it's worth doing unless it's some intense thing. They think exactly that. What's that going to do for me? And it's like, do yeah. it and, and it, see. Well, because what they understand is, is you're not even listening to the words that came out of my mouth because I don't care about the 10 minutes. I care about the commitment. And what that says to your brain, which then turns into your legs, which yeah. changes your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And show, it's showing up for yourself. I think people are so used to not showing up for themselves, you know, and just something like that, a 10 minute walk every day. It's super easy. People might avoid it because it seems not enough. But if you're not already doing it, it's not too little, you know, but if they can just get used to showing up for themselves and meeting a very attainable goal, then it's like, OK, I've, I've gotten I've gotten to this habit. I've done it for 10 days in a row. Maybe I can either do it for more days in a row or increase the time, but it's meeting attainable goals. Then going from there, I think is, is, is have crucial. You, have you ever read slight edge? Have you ever read that book? No. So he wrote a book. It's like before atomic habits, this guy was like, okay. before atomic habits. He, <laughs> and, and, and he tells a story about two different human beings. And then you find out like, it's the same person. They just took two different little small decisions. And yep. basically what he says is simple as this. He says the problem with little habits and, and daily goals, daily habits, is that they're so easy to do, but they're also easy just not to do. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I lost 75 pounds and, you know, most of that was because I stopped drinking, which is amazing. But, yeah. but ultimately what I don't understand is this question. And this is a very simple question. I work out twice a day, every day I eat insanely good. I get a massage a week, all those things. Sounds awesome. And I, and I still feel bad. So my question, you know, from time to time. Yeah. So my question to you is people that do none of those things. They're, here's my theory. I don't think they're actually upset. And I don't think they're actually a dick. I just think they feel like shit. You're saying, you're saying the way, the reason they're acting that way is because they feel like shit. 
Yes. If they're acting like a dick, it's just because they feel like shit. They're not sleeping good. They're eating shitty food that makes them feel good. I don't think they're actually bad people. I just think they feel terrible and they don't even know what good is. Yeah, it's like the bully's the bully because he was abused or bullied as a as a kid, you know, kind of a thing, or by their parent. Yeah. Yeah. We had a we had a uh we were driving and we stopped in Vegas and we ate at this really like great plant-based place yesterday and it was so shady it was shady as fuck like my girl's like why you i'm like the reviews are great but we had like a green drink and it was like coconut water and everything and it tasted so pure it's the best one i've ever had Hmm. and i said this tastes so good that i guarantee you that 60 percent of the population has never even tasted actual fruit like this yeah oh absolutely absolutely Sugar, I mean, fruit's bad for you anyway. I can't believe you drank that. It's full of sugar. It's going to make you fat. You can't be drinking fruit. I think it was, I think it was, I actually don't think it was fruit. I think it was green. So, so can't. Uh, that might be okay. It really depends. We'll have to weigh out how much sugar was in there. It could be, you know, that person who got big from eating the fruit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no, it's, uh, yeah, we, we, our taste buds have been hijacked. There's no doubt about that. Taste buds have been hijacked. You know, like nature's can the fruit is nature's candy. It should taste sweet to us, and for most people, it does not taste sweet to them because their their taste buds have been hijacked by Snicker bars and all these other things. So that makes it even more difficult to get the pleasure from something that should give you pleasure uh, because you've been so hyper stimulated by these processed foods. It's a tough and what and, and and so with your clients that you see, you know, it's. Man, I'm telling you, like, and true story, it's so funny that I'm talking to you right now. I had a client call me. It's my oldest client. It's my first client ever. This the first crazy person that decided to pay me Trusted to, you. to tell them what to do, right? You know, and we haven't talked in like three weeks because he got COVID and he was traveling. And we have been fighting about his health for nine months. Like yeah. I literally, it's we might as well have the same call over and over again. And he said, you know what, dude? He said, I I'm not going to talk to you for three weeks until I go lose 10 pounds because I don't want your time is very important and I don't want to continue to have the same call with you. So I'm going to go do the work and then I'm going to call you and go, Hey, motherfucker, I did it. Let's get to work. And I was like, dude, that right there is some straight up. Like I respect the shit out of that. Yeah. That's awesome. But what do you like? This is a, you know, people are out there owning businesses. They're making money and they're saying, you know what? When I make all that money, then I'm going to start taking care of myself, right? That's what they always say. How do you even get started? Because I really feel like this health thing is is, is such a complex uh, scenario for, for emotions and feelings and all these things. How do you even get started? Yeah, I mean, that's it's anybody who does this beyond just being maybe a macro coach and doesn't have conversations, maybe if they're new or something like that, we, we would all say it's way more counseling than it is just talking about food. It's a lot of conversations, how's things going, understanding about how these aspects of life that might be crazy are driving your food decisions or, or whatever, but to help them to recognize how it's only making them feel worse if they're allowing their emotions to drive their habits that are poor, whether it's not exercising, not eating right, that then has a result of them not feeling great to then have to deal with those real life things that are high stressors. And it's just that cycle that continues over and over again. So everybody's different with where we're starting. But when somebody's reaching out to me, they're typically at a place where they're at their wits end. They've tried it all. They maybe a lot of people have come to me where they've dieted repetitively and that takes a toll on their metabolism. And they're at this point where, hey, I'm trying this diet and it's not working. The diets just aren't working. What the hell is wrong with me? And we figure those things out 
for the most part, I am, you know, prescribing people macros. We're talking about calories. We're teaching them how to weigh and measure their food, be, become more aware of how much of what their intake is. But other people, we have to talk about different habits. Hey, maybe we need to explore cutting out things like gluten and dairy, uh, added sugar, see if these things are inflammatory in your body and causing a response that does not make you feel good. But it, 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 where you start, everybody's different, you know, and exactly like where we start. Everybody is is different, but it's a lot of conversations. It's not just here's your macros, go eat them. Every now and then you get that client who's just a rock star. They just want macros and they do it. And you're like, cool, we don't have to have a conversation about anything. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that really answers it or not. Everybody's too different to say, to pinpoint exactly where you start. 100%. And I heard uh, Ed Milet, mm-hmm. he talked about uh, entrepreneurship these days. Like, and he, I forgot who he said kind of started it. And, you know, like Tiger Woods started in golf where they started getting in shape. Dude, I feel like as an entrepreneur, you know, I run four companies. I've got a coaching business, two podcasts, you know, other things that we're doing. I feel like I'm almost in an athlete. I'm an yeah. athlete as well, too. Yeah. Like, and, and I try to tell my guys, like, okay, perfect example. We drove 13 hours yesterday. I'm doing 75 hard right now. I went and got up at two in the morning to get my two workouts in, knowing that I had to get it in before we left at 5 a.m. Yeah. And I do that all the time. And everybody's like, I don't know how you do that. Like, how do you, and I'm like, because if I don't pour into myself, how the fuck do you expect me to pour into all the things yeah. that I need to do? Yeah. And I do seminars for businesses, schools, gyms, things like that. But when it's a business, it's, we're talking about, you're going to perform better if you are fueling better. You know, if you're fueling better, you're feeling better. You have more energy, you have more focus, you know, less brain fog. You're going to perform better in your business if you're performing better physically and in your health. I mean, Bradley, you know, Bradley, he's talked about that where he he's gotten healthier and he talks a lot about that as well, about how that he just can't imagine if he didn't do it and how he performs better because of it. So my girlfriend said to me yesterday, cause she sees all this from like, she the sees the entrepreneur side, which is roller coaster on like steroids that yeah. we have no money. We have all the money. I fucking hate this. We love this. Yeah. And then she sees me talk to all my clients when we travel around. And she said that, I think that the number one reason that they hire you is because you have unwavering confidence in yourself and in mm-hmm. them. And yeah. one of the reasons I feel that way is because I feel good about how I look and I feel good about how I feel. And yeah. I didn't feel that way when I was, you know, 37% body fat. Yeah. You know? The lessons you learn in the gym absolutely carry over into the areas of your life. You get through some workout that you're dreading or you're in the middle of it. You think you're going to die, but you end up finishing it. That lesson that you learn there absolutely carries over into those, the downs in business. This is, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. And then you get out of it and you're like, I'm on top of the world, you know? So that, that's, what's great about the weight room. I think it was, uh, uh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on his name. The singer, the rock singer from the eighties, super in the lift, Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins said, uh, the best thing about the weight room is 45 pounds never lies to you. 45 pounds is always 45 pounds. You know, it's not, it's not trying yeah. to stroke your ego like a person. And you never, I've never, ever, and, and I mean this wholeheartedly, I've never heard somebody say, man, I regretted that workout. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the classic uh, like meme, I regret that workout, said no one kind of yeah. thing. Absolutely, never, never. Now, you can overdo it. You can overdo oh, it. And there's people that are overdoing it. Like you did, you're doing 75 hard. I made it eight days. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. But I'm, I'm, I do most of those things on a regular basis. I was doing it well, to be supportive with a group of people. 
but I'm yeah. like, I think my days I think, were crazy. What, I'm like, I'm, I missed the second workout. I, I'm done. I'm not going I back to day one. I think what's interesting about that is, you know, it's funny that you say that. I basically do that regardless if I'm on the program or not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like, and, I'm fine not drinking. I'll go time without drinking. I'm, that's the part I was looking forward to the most drinking more water and not drinking alcohol. I think uh, all it did was take my personal standards of what I considered uh, a day up a notch and that's yeah. changed everything. Right. And I, and I think that's super important, but, but understanding that, you know, people like, like the ones I don't want to do 75 hours, like when you just had a baby, it's like, yeah. like, like, Hey dude, like, like just be a dad. It's cool. Yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. But then there's the people like when it, when 75 hard first came out, I had clients doing it and I'm seeing people doing it. Like they were taking the two workouts a day to the extreme. Like you don't need to do a cr- CrossFit workout outside in the middle of the summer and then do another CrossFit workout on the inside. Like take a walk for your second workout, <laughs> you know, like recover a little bit. And then people hit these walls and then the 75 hard got done and they're like, I don't have to train like this. I'm drinking. I'm done with the diet. They gain all the weight backs. So that's always my fear of those things. Yeah. Uh, but 75 hard, it can be done very well. If it's like, Hey, one of your workouts, take a walk. It's a really good mental time. It's really important to spend time outside for our mental health. Hey, there you go. That's it, man. And I'm telling you right now, like my walks have changed my life. It's the best. Those are the best. And I, and, and I, it's, it was 20 degrees here yesterday. And yeah. I, I, I've said in, t- in the group, I'm like, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. Dude, I'm, 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 I'm reading my, reading my Kindle while my hands about to freeze off, you know, like yeah. fucking it's 18 degrees, but, but how good does that feel when you come in from that freezing cold walk? It's the, the best. best, dude. The, the best. best. <laughs> as long as you got the right gear. You Dude, know, I remember uh, there was a girl on Annie Frisella's podcast and she was a mom and she was doing 75 hard and she had a bunch of neighbors calling her because they were like, hey, are you OK? <laughs> because they saw her. Tw- <laughs> they saw her twice working, uh, walking in uh, downpours. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm just doing it. Pro-. And they kept trying to give her rides. And she's yeah, like, yeah, do you need a ride? No, this is on. This is on purpose. <laughs> I'm doing this on purpose. Yeah, right? yeah. And it, it, it's interesting, right? And so, why do you think it is that people let external forces dictate how they operate so much? Oh, I think one, it's a huge. Sorry, I forget, a, a huge fear, worry, concern of judgment from other people. There's no doubt about that. If I'm going to go down this venture and I'm going to tell people, "Hey, I'm trying to lose 50 pounds." and you put that out there to other people, you automatically start getting afraid of failing and then their judgment of you for failing. So I think that's a big reason that people allow those outside factors, just the fear of the judgment of others. um, So they don't even bother trying. Because, hey, if I don't try, then I didn't really care. It was nothing I ever actually wanted anyway. So you can't judge me for not trying and not doing anything. So I I think that's one of the big ones. No, and I think that ultimately um, when you operate from a place of you own it, mm-hmm. you take, you know, that's how I got sober, Yeah. right? It's like, and, and what's interesting is, is when you, when you operate from a place of owning everything, you can hear with like acute uh, hearing now that victim bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's not my you know, it's, it's raining and I don't have the right shoes and all that. Like, yeah, fuck all that shit. Like, just go do it. And, 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 and I think what's interesting is it, the number one thing I can take away. Uh, this is super interesting conversation because I know a bunch of people in my network 
how much of their identity was wrapped up in going to the gym. Oh yeah. And they were like, I, I feel bad. Yeah. I feel bad for the people. It's funny. And I've talked about this with clients who are, they have the mindset of it must be nice for that person. Who's really lean or shredded. It must be nice. And they don't even realize one, how, ha- how unhappy they might actually be. And then when that person is not as lean and shredded as they once were, how awful they feel about themselves, because exactly what you just said, their identity is wrapped up in their physique and not who they really are and not anything else, not anything outside of them. It's just, this is how I look that if they gain 10 pounds, if they don't have 6% body fat, they hate their lives. They're super insecure, you know, and then they got to go through a whole different roller coaster of emotions to figure out how they can be happy, not being lean and shredded. Do you know who, uh, do you know who Angelo Cisco is? Yeah, I know the name. I can't know, but I can't. What, so what's your... him and Rick, these two guys that I really respect, one's an ex-Navy, ultramarathon, Angelo's, you know, crazy. Okay. These motherfuckers really mess with me because they, on purpose, didn't work out for three weeks because they wanted to see what they would say to themselves in the mirror. Okay. And I'm what like, happened? they're bad. <laughs> you know? And then, but then he started like falling in love with the parts of himself that he didn't need that vanity check at the gym. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've really make sure that they're working out for themselves and not right. for other people. And it was that first time I heard that I was like, you know, because here's how I found it. And this is where you really want to test yourself and see how crazy your shit is fast. Yeah. Like fast. Do some fasting and let me tell you something. So let's talk about the, let's talk about the uh, thoughts that go on in your head. Yeah, there's a reason that that's the biblical thing to do. And you realize that you're actually not hungry. And if you breathe for five fucking seconds, it'll pass. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good things going on in your body when you are fasting. You know, it's definitely good good for people to do. Nobody wants to be be uncomfortable. Correct. Absolutely. I mean, that's why they call it comfort food. You know, you're feeling you have high stress. I don't know if you've ever heard this explanation of just physiologically what's going on. I think it's important when people understand physiologically what's going on, they can attempt to detour or something. But when your stress is high and cortisol is elevated, you are craving those junk foods, those comfort foods, because those comfort foods, high carb, high fat, high process, release insulin, which shuts down cortisol. So it literally does actually make you less stressed by eating those things. But then what happens afterwards? You feel like shit. Once it all kind of processes, you overdo it and you just feel like shit afterwards. And that's that, again, another roller coaster that people get on. It's it's sad. It's not delaying gratification at all. I'm immediately feeling this way. So I need to eat this to immediately feel better to then feel like shit. So now I feel like shit. So I need to fix that by doing this immediately, which immediately makes you feel like shit. And it's just not delaying gratification at all. Dude, dude my joke is, do you want to, so your stomach's feeling bad, right? You know how you fix uh, a bad stomach is you no. don't put anything in it. <laughs> yeah. That's well, like, I posted before about like the detox stuff, like these detox teas and all this stuff. I'm like, it's not the detox. It's yeah. It's not the detox tea. There's nothing in that. Find me the detox tea where I can still eat McDonald's three times a day and it works. (laughs) It doesn't exist. It's not the tea. It's the fact that you're not putting shit in your body for a period of time. Let your body do its job. Holy shit. It's like, you know, uh, my joke is like, Hey, you know what a fever is doing, right? A fever is cleaning you out and regulating your body's temperature. And you want to reach for a pill 
Yeah. And you want to circumvent it. Right. And that's, you know, not to get up on my soapbox because I refuse to play these games, but that's why we are where the fuck yep. we are. Yeah. Is that even little were- things like icing your ankle, they don't do anymore because they realize that inflammation is happening for a reason. You busted your ankle. There's inflammation happening for a reason. Like athletic trainers well, and, don't ice and anymore. See, and here's what we've done. Right. And this is really interesting. This is, this is a true. And I don't know how many of these guys you hang out with, but all these dudes, especially the guys that coach me in my coaching group, like I'm taking certification, they're all never wear shoes. They never wear a shirt ever. They don't have any big weights. They do pull-ups, push-ups, they eat good. And these guys look like they just walked out of the 300 movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and like I go into a gym and I just laugh because these same fuckheads are doing these same 1980s PE workouts and they think that they're make, like, and, and what you don't understand, it's very hard. I'll go back to my first point I ever made. There's so much to do. Nobody knows what to do. Anymore. Yeah. Well, I think people don't have a real grasp on what their goal is. Mm. They, they, they want to do the, they, they, everything's the shiny new object because they don't even know what their actual goal is. And a lot of times it starts off as aesthetics. I want to look better, lose weight, whatever. But like what you said, once I get rich, I'll take care of my body. People think once I get a good body, I'll start to love myself. And it doesn't work like that, you know, because once you get that body, then that's what you need to try to maintain. And now you're not really loving yourself. You're just working to try to maintain this thing that really at the end of the day, it's so that other people are impressed by you, you know, but why are you doing what you're doing? If it's just aesthetics, then yeah, things are going to be a certain way. If you want to get stronger and healthier, things are going to be a certain way. If you want to move better, you're going to train differently than a bodybuilder. You know, Mm -hmm. what is the goal? How do you want to feel? You know, so I think people are lacking even knowing what they want. Um, I do have a question for you. I'm going to give you a platform. You choose to use it, uh, as, uh, on the line you want or over the line. I don't really care. <laughs> you're, you're a teacher. Yeah. It's been a rough couple of years, uh, with we're going to school. We're not going to school, blah, blah, blah. Um, what is it that you wish that you could get across to these parents, kids, community leaders, just to be honest with you, kids, what yeah. is your hope for them as a teacher um, that they're that they're waking up to or understanding as they go into the world? In general or specifically over these last couple of years? <laughs> like pre the shit? <laughs> it's as tough. A in I'll tell you what, I, I, I spoke at my board meeting in August before the school year started. I got called into a meeting with the superintendent. Hopefully he doesn't. If he listens to this, we'll see. Whatever. But um, it. I, I have already this year heard multiple teachers talking about me and it gets back to me from students who hear them talking about me. Oh, Mm -hmm. his views, this and that, blah, blah, blah. It's very difficult. You can't, I can't really fully say the way that I feel about things in the classroom, you know? Um, But kids get a, a grasp of, of where I'm at and, and where I stand on things from little conversations, but I want people, I want high school kids to think for themselves. I genuinely want high school kids to know that there's a big world out there and that they have control over everything that they do, every decision that they make, that they are not just designed to graduate high school, go to college, get a job and be an employee. You know, for, I really want kids to figure out what do you actually want? Every time I get like, what do you want to school for business? What do you want to do? I don't know. 
run a business. I want to own a business one day. I go, why are you going to college? Like to learn about business. I go, I own two businesses. I didn't go to college for business. I've I have an undergrad in phys ed, a master's in to be a principal, school leadership, and I have a master's degree in nutrition. I don't have any business degrees, you know, but I've run two businesses. I'm like, Google it. <laughs> Everybody you know is runs a business, probably didn't go to college to understand that that's not what has to be done and get them to figure out or at least get them to question it. What do I really want to actually do with my life? What am I actually good at? You know, what am I, what do I enjoy doing? I would love for them to get that um, lesson, which I teach phys ed. So you get some good side conversations, but in the health classroom, we, I do spend a decent amount of time talking about mental health, anxiety, decision-making, like kind of empowering them in a lot of ways uh, versus teaching just sex ed kind of stuff. That's also in our curriculum. I think, I think the, one of the things that really, and, and I try to give them the power for, this is super important. Um, you know, one of the things that I really harp on and, and, and I got emotional in a podcast I did with some friends, you know, all the things that they talk shit on me and put me in the corner and were upset with me in high school and middle school are things that I am celebrated for. Yeah. Now, as a human, as an older adult, they, yes, you have these qualities. They're so amazing. You can network with anybody. You're charismatic. Were all the things they told me I couldn't be. When Sit I'm down, here. shut up. Sit down, shut up. You're not special. I mean, I, every time, like if a kid, I remember a kid dropped out a handful of years. I mean, we, there's always kids dropping out, but this kid dropped out and these kids in class were talking about how he dropped out. I was like, good. And they're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean good? They're good for him for dropping out. They're like, he only had like six months left of school. I go, well, hey, he must, he, he might know what he wants to do and realizes he doesn't need this to do it. So good for him for taking action. I go, no, if he's dropping out because he's a drug addict. It's a different story, but I, I didn't even ask why he dropped out. I didn't ask anything about him. I didn't want to know anything what's going on in his life. It, but the point was made, good, you don't need this stuff. You can pursue and become whatever you want, regardless of all these things. So I have, Dennis and I have a mutual friend down in Florida who used to be a Miami Hurricane who started a foundation where it's instead of having teachers, he has dedicated specialist mentors that are nice. coaching these kids. So like, if you want to learn marketing, you learn from the guy that owns a marketing agency. If you, want to learn real, if you want to learn real estate, you learn from the guy that's doing real estate. We have an accounting teacher who just graduated college with a degree in accounting. And I'm like, and it's tough because I'm the phys ed teacher who's in the actual world of health and nutrition and fitness. So like, yeah, I can be the teacher who's in that world. I, I can tell them how they can start a business in this. I can help these people with that stuff. But every teacher. We have a marketing teacher. I'm not kidding you. I had to cover a class for a marketing teacher. It is January. So we're five months into the year. This is a couple of years ago. I'm looking at what they're reading about and what their assignment was for the day. They're learning about billboards. This is a marketing class. They're learning about billboards. It's five months in the class. I go, any of you guys ever hear Gary Vaynerchuk? They're like, no. I go, Gary V. They're like, no, I go, you've never heard of Gary Vee. And I go, this is marketing. I go, this is marketing. I'm like, like, yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like sitting there, they're learning marketing from a teacher who took one class maybe in marketing. And no shame on them. That's the that's their job, but they're not learning the real life stuff. Oh. I showed my son his, he's nine years old. I showed him his college account that we have saved up. We have a good amount of money saved up for him. I show him the number. He's like, wow. Oh my God. I go, you get to keep this money if you figure out a way to not have to go to college. <laughs> you figure out how you're going to make money. You get Dude, to keep all this. And I talk about it with them. 
I love this. And here's what I decided. So true story. This is real life shit. Okay. Two things have happened in the last. So first of all, in three weeks, we have my girlfriend's uh, uh, niece. It's her first birthday. So what I decided to do is she's been freaking out about what to buy this baby. And I'm like, fuck all that shit. It's a one-year-old. I was like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy her a hundred dollars of Bitcoin every year on her birthday. And when she's 18, I'm going to give it to her. And yeah. so I'm doing the same thing for my buddy's wedding as his gift. I'm buying Bitcoin at this price and I'm going to give it to him. That's how you teach people how yeah. to do something. Like, yeah, like I go. thought about buying him a condo when yes. he's 15. So, so Brandon and Turner, then, who, yep. Brandon Turner, who owns bigger pockets, every time he has a kid, he buys him a duplex. It's awesome. I'm not and there so, financially yet. I don't think you can teach no, no, me the no. ways. <laughs> but but what's, what's interesting is right. So 18 years is probably paid off. Here yeah. you go. Here's 300 grand, 400 grand. Decide what you want to do with it. Sell it yeah. or don't. Keep it. Cash flow. Yep. Like, well, I want him to learn how to be the landlord. I want to buy the place and go, you're paying me the rent. I got so you the renter. Take it from here. So there's a kid. This guy's a big flipper in Tennessee. Really big flipper. And he's got a 12-year-old or 13-year-old. I don't remember. And he's been making money helping his dad on his farm since he was like nine. And he asked him what he wanted to do with it. And his son said, I want to buy a home. And so this damn 13-year-old bought a mobile home and he's a landlord now with the money. Like, I love that. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. That's what we need to be teaching them. Yeah. And it's, and it's I'm not saying, dude, you know, and here's what, here's what the oxymoron of this is, is I'm a coach and I'm a business consultant and a mindset coach. And you would think that 90% of the time I'm telling people, leave your fucking job. Yeah, yeah. Do this, but I'm not. A lot of my clients have really, really good jobs. And yeah. what I'm trying to say is if you leave this job, good luck getting a loan. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I make plenty of money as an entrepreneur and I can't get loan for a car. Yeah, so like, yeah. you know, and so like understand that there is a time and space. And and what I say is your job needs to be treated more like an NFL running back career right now. Yeah. You got three, five years, max out as much as you can make, invest, 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 and then you can bounce. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I mean, there's, I mean, I, even Gary Vee talks about that kind of stuff too. The whole thing, like you, you, what are you doing from five till midnight? You know, you got a, it's a full, another full day that you have afterwards. Dude, I'll you know? True story. This will make you happy as a teacher. This will make you very happy. So there's this kid that listened to my podcast. He's a junior in college. He has three businesses. He's graduating. He's a really good kid, country boy. And so uh, he, uh, we just moved from Tahoe to our stuff back to Texas. And it was going to cost me $7,000 to get a U-Haul. And I'm like, fuck that. So I called him. He's got a trailer company. And I said, Come on, hey, baller. You want to make, no, I don't want <laughs> to, I just don't want to, I just don't want to give them it's that the principle. It's the so, principle. So I said, Hey, you want to come up here and uh, move my shit? And he's like, Oh yeah, I'll do it for this. And it was like way less. And I was like, all right, sounds good. So he says, listen, uh, he owns a trailer company. He said, listen, I need to get this trailer do you know where I could get the money? And I was like, I'll loan, I'll loan you the money. And I was like, I don't want any return on my money. I just want you to come get my shit and not charge me a trailer rental fee. And he's like, sounds good. So he comes up and he does it. He bought the trailer on January 1st. He came and got my stuff on the 4th. He dropped the trailer off on the 7th. He sold it on the 8th and he made 1200 bucks. <laughs> so now... I'm becoming his bank and he's going to go flip yeah. trailers and this guy's going to clear seven, 10 grand a month flipping trailers. It's awesome. 
I love, I love it. Just from a phone call for, for help for something. Rolls into a whole new thing. No, it's great. So if people want to find out about your business and what you're doing, how would they do that? Uh, mainly on Instagram, Jimmy Nutrition. Uh, on Facebook, I have a group that I've been actively trying to grow. It's been around for a couple of years, but it's called The Other Side Lifestyle on mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh, JimmyNutrition.com is a website that, you know, whatever, there's nothing much on there. But if you really want to get to know me and my thoughts and perspectives on things, it'll be Instagram at Jimmy Nutrition. You can always reach out to me there. Um, but yeah, as a nutrition coach, you could reach out there. I could send you links to set up, you know, intake calls and, uh, you know, intake forms and all that. But I'm always open to answering people's questions online. People ask things all the time uh, for free. You know, if they have a random question about a random thing, I'm, I'm totally open to helping people out with that stuff. But Instagram's the, the uh, main place. I love it. So I am, I was telling Dennis, uh, we are hitting the road this year. We're going to be everywhere. I'm supposed to be in Martha's Vineyard in August, uh, somewhere in that area. But Dennis and I were thinking about putting on uh, like a day event for kids. So we'd love to have you there, man. Nice. And uh, we'll all speak and, and we'll put, we'll do it upright, man. Like I got to give it back to the kids, you know? Absolutely. And then I'm going to see you, uh, what, at the end of April? Tahoe. Yeah, we're dude. <laughs> good luck, <laughs> dude. I can't deal with Anthony and Chase. I, these guys look like three hundred movies. I want to hurt both of them. So yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be working out on the beach. We got ropes course. It's right on the lake. It's beautiful. Good food. Good people. It's gonna be an awesome time. All right, well, that'll be our job. I've put on as a as a nutrition coach a good ten pounds over the last four four months. So Chase or so. is my trainer now. So it's yeah. I, I can barely sit down right now. He's gonna he's gonna murder you. I love it though. It's time I just to go know I gotta yeah, I just know I gotta clean some stuff up and it usually comes right off. But yeah, it, it's we're not young like these guys. They're probably <laughs> what you're 41, no, I'm 43. I'm gonna be 43 no, in a dude, couple weeks. I I I finally came to the I'll be uh I'll be 40 this year. I finally okay. came to the realization uh, that this is a lifetime journey. <laughs> because yeah. here's the here's the problem. I went from 247 to 200 like it was water yeah but the 187 to 180 feels like it's a five-year odyssey <laughs> yeah and there's times that I, uh, there's time you can't always be dieting i will tell you that there's got to be times where you're rebuilding your metabolism back up but it is those are the hardest things and a lot of times that's hormonal stuff i mean you got a busy life it's stressful that's yeah. where we end up storing in the lower belly and things like that it's, it's so, tough so what i've been doing seven days in a row wim hof breathing changed yeah. my life in the mornings man Nice. Like just that breathing and then the massage, the body work, like that's been a big, big thing. And then leaving a marriage that didn't serve me, but that's for another podcast. So, <laughs> but we'll uh, catch up later. <laughs> yeah. But guys, if you like this episode, make sure you send it out to your friend, share it with somebody to get some value. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on -on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.